Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. He's walking across the living room floor praying, you see, and God said to him, How long are you going to put up with that? You know, and he stopped dead still and said, Me? Well, I don't have any knots or warts or growths, you know, it's Zona, you know, his daughter. God said again, How long are you going to put up with it? He said, Me? If we ever get close enough to God to hear him, he'd be saying that to a lot of you folks about a lot of things. How long are you going to put up with this situation? And then you'd want to lay it off on somebody else. Said, well, it's not me. It's my daughter or my wife or somebody, you see. And he said, the Lord said, aren't you the head of this household? Amen. Yes, sir. Over in this area, there is authority, control that we haven't realized. Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the Son of Righteousness. Later in today's program, I'll tell you more about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. But I don't know about you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If, if my children, when they were children, if they got attacked physically, it made me mad. I mean, I went after the devil, as we say down here in Oklahoma, tooth and toenail. I just went after him in a hurry and said, you've got no right. And you know it, and I know it, and God knows it, and you're going to have to leave. You've got no right to attack my children. I'm the head of this household. Amen. You know, like Brother Narville Hayes talks about his daughter. He only has one daughter, one child. And she had growths among, the, not, 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 some of them were warts, some of them were just knots, growths like, all over her body, about 40 some odd of them. Just a high school girl. Now, they'd been cut off one time or another, and they'd come back. And so many of them, doctor wanted to put her to sleep, you know, and cut them off again. And so I happened to stop by. My wife and I, Cleveland, Tennessee, on the way back from New York City, the priest before God bid them in condition, we'd driven up there. And purposely, we drove back in the fall of the year, back through, down the, through the Blue Ridge Mountains, you know, and beautiful, beautiful. And uh, so she was talking, Zona's talking, said to me, said, Brother Egan said, because, you know, she, she's a girl in high school, you know. What, 16 then, maybe? 17, somewhere like that, 16, I guess. And, and said, tell my daddy to go ahead and have that done. And I said, well, Zona, there's no use you going to the hospital, honey. And him putting you to sleep and cutting those things off, I mean... That's the way they wanted to do it then, because like I said, some of, them, some of them were warts, some of them weren't. They were just knots and gross. I said, uh, uh, all, all I'll have to do is just curse them and every single one of them will die. Just drop and disappear. See, I knew that. And we were at somebody else's house, and I thought when we get back down to his house, well, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'll, I'll get permission from Norval, he's, he's the head of his household, to do that and do it. But we got to talking, we got back down to his house and never did get around to it. And I never thought of it anymore. And she never said anything about it. And uh, then the Lord said to me in the nighttime, now we were going to stay several days, but about four o'clock in the morning, the Lord said to me, uh, get up and go home because your sister's going to die. And uh, you need to get there before she passes away. And so I did. We went on. I said, Narval, I've got to, we got to go because uh, we'll have to rush home to get there before she dies. And we did. We got there before she died. And, and so, uh, 
uh, I didn't do that. Well, you know, you've heard Darvill's testimony, but I want to emphasize a thought here, you see, that he goes through all detail and you may not get this. You know, he, he was sort of bemoaning the situation. Why didn't they get Brother Hagin to do that? Why didn't they get Brother Hagin to do that, you see? He's walking across the living room floor praying, you see, and God said to him, how long are you going to put up with that? You know, and he stopped dead still and said, me? Well, I don't have any knots or warts or gross, you know, it's Zona, you know, his daughter. God said again, how long are you going to put up with it? He said, me? See, if we ever get close enough to God to hear him, he'd be saying that to a lot of you folks about a lot of things. How long are you going to put up with this situation? And then you'd want to lay it off on somebody else. Said, well, it's not me. It's my daughter or my wife or somebody, you see. And he said, the Lord said, aren't you the head of this household? <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. Over in this area, there is authority, control that we haven't realized. Might pay us to think on a little bit. Are you listening to me? I wanted to emphasize that. Well, thank God Brother Braun did find to catch on, praise the Lord, and he, he was healed. Now, let's look at it again. Jesus makes house calls. Hallelujah. Jesus is the great physician. Jesus is the family physician. He was coming to Peter's house. He saw Peter's wife's mother. Hallelujah laid and sick of a fever. He sees what might be wrong with you, friends. He's here today. And he wants to do something about it, if you'll believe and let him. Now, we've looked here at the leper. We've looked at the centurion. We've looked at Peter's wife's mother, or mother-in-law. But now, somebody might say, well, yeah, but now, Brother Hagin, my, my case is different than any one of those three. It's not like the lepers. It's not like the centurion servant. And incidentally, again, that centurion had authority because that's his servant. That's his property. My case is not like the centurion servant. My case is not like Peter's wife's mother. How can I be sure from this scripture, Jesus went about their cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of kingdom. The son of righteousness has arisen with healing in his wings. How can I be sure that there is healing for me? Well, if that's your thinking, then just stay with me here just a moment. And let's read the very next verse. You see that last verse we read was, And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. I think before we go a little further, though, that we need to stop here long enough to say, Notice that she arose and ministered unto them. Unto them. Remember, this is the Lord she's ministering to. You need to ask yourself the question sometime, what do you want to be healed for? Young lady not very far from here, right in this vicinity, was asked that question. I used to ask people that sometime. Young lady was asked, why do you want to be healed? 
what do you want to be healed for? Or why do you want to be healed? She said, so I can play tennis. I noticed she didn't get healed. Our purposes, our reasons, make all the difference in the world. That's not very high and lofty reason for being healed by the power of God to play tennis. I didn't say it's wrong to play tennis. I think that's fine. But you ought to want to be healed to serve the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. She arose and ministered unto them. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you get it? Our thought is that we want to be healed to serve God better, to minister to the Lord, to minister to others. Then we're on good, solid, safe ground, friends. Amen. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to judge about things that people do. You know, like the young lady wanted to be healed so she could play tennis. And say, oh dear Lord, I, you reckon God's going to heal her just for that purpose so she could play tennis? But a lot of times you can't see other purposes and aims and desires and things that's behind the scene, but God can see them. I said God can see them. We need to keep our purposes right. We need to keep our attitudes right. Before God. Are you listening? And our purpose and attitude and aim ever in life should be to bring glory to Him. To bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. To serve the Lord Jesus Christ. To minister to Him and to minister to others. And that ought to be our sole purpose and everything and anything else is secondary. I think God could care less whether you pay tennis or go fishing. You may need a little physical exercise, a little recreation on the side. But if that's your sole purpose in life, I don't believe you're going to get very far with the Lord. Can you say amen? amen. All right, that's not your case. You didn't have the leprosy. You don't have the leprosy. You don't know exactly about the centurion serving what's wrong with him. You do know Peter's mother-in-law had a great fever and you don't have the fever. How can you be sure that you're covered? Well, bless God, just look again. We've looked at him before, but it won't hurt to look at him again. Like I tell people, I've eaten a T-bone steak before. But praise God, I'm going to eat another one. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not going to quit just because I had one. And just because we looked at these verses again, let's eat them again. Hallelujah. It's good eating. It's good food. God's word is food. To our spirits. All right. Look at it. 16th verse. And when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed half of them that were sick. <laughs> What's that? All. How many? All. Hallelujah. All. You may not be included in the leprosy. You may not be included in the centurion servant. You may not be able to relate to Peter's mother-in-law, but blessed be God, you're in that all. <laughs> Hallelujah! You can relate to that, and that relates to you. He healed how many? All. All that were sick. <laughs> 
He healed all that were sick. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagen, Pastor Hagen, and the rest of the Hagen family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the mini book from Kenneth E. Hagen entitled, You Can Have What You Say. The next item is the four CD series from Kenneth Hagen, Winning in the Time of Trouble. And finally, the slimline book entitled, You Can Make It. All of these items are for the special price of $21.95. That's $13.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. In October the 18th through the 20th, we've yes. got a Rama College weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, right here on the Rama USA campus. That's right. And uh, you're going to meet instructors. You're going to get to 10 classes. You're going to get a tour of everything that's going on. Yes. And then on Sunday morning, you can be in the Sunday morning services with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a fun night. Uh, and then there's job and housing info. Yes. It gives you all the information about Rama. So make some plans to be here. And if you'd like to get more information, you can just go there online to rbtc.org and all the information is there. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.